that message of integrity about North Edge was the thing that came through at every layer of every conversation. I think like that alignment of mm. uh, values I thought was really, really strong. Hi, and welcome to the North Edge podcast, Beyond the Capital. I'm Lucy Mills, partner responsible for value creation and ESG and your host for this series. At North Edge, building better businesses isn't just about providing capital. It's about building open and honest relationships, creating responsible businesses, driving value through collaboration, engagement and partnership, and providing ongoing support. But we wouldn't be able to achieve any of that without the great people we have in our business, our portfolio and our network. And in this series, we'll be speaking to those people to find out more about their stories, their experiences and how they have worked to build better businesses. Thank you both for joining me today for our um, special recording of Beyond the Capital. I was just saying that this is a little bit different than our usual format because for the first time on Beyond the Capital, we've got two guests. We've got Roman, who is founder of Remarketing, and Emma, who is CEO. And I'm quite excited about this episode because I think we will get some different perspectives from two different angles on uh, what private equity and North Edge has meant for their business. So hello, welcome. Hello. Hi. Um, to kick us off, I think it'd be, be great to get some context on remarketing. So Roman, if you maybe can do kind of two minutes on kind of the heritage of the company, how we've got to this point. And then Emma, if you could do a little bit on uh, some of the exciting stuff that I know you guys are working on and, and what the what the future looks like for remarketing. Yeah, sure. So I, I suppose in terms of background, uh, remarketing is 14 years old this month, in fact, which is quite, quite in fact, it might be to, it might be today. It is today, weirdly, 16, 16. Happy birthday, remarketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was the day we incorporated. Um, and we started life as a, um, you know, almost a part-time uh, consultancy that I was doing in, in, in addition to my full-time job working as head of marketing for a pharmaceutical kind of contract manufacturing business. And, you know, that then developed into a, a real company, if you like. And we grew for a few years, maybe for five years or so, six years as a pretty general marketing agency that you would see anywhere in the UK or the world. Um, and then 2016, we decided to focus the business entirely on kind of life science sector, which is where we had a kind of a core competence in clients. We performed well and the market was growing. It was global. It's quite exciting. The, the nature of the clients was good in the fact that they spent money and they were loyal and we could make an impact on their businesses. So that pivot in 2016 really helped accelerate the growth and then it also took us down a, an avenue of export so we we quite quickly started winning business in Europe and then we opened an office in the US in 2018 which again had a huge impact on the growth of the business um, as part of that growth I went I moved to Boston in the US and Emma joined us as CEO so that was just too big big things that happen in one go because mm -hmm. it meant someone uh, I mean, it was perfect time to probably bring everyone in, but you know bringing a grown-up <laughs> into the business <laughs> that could that could run the business in a more professional way but also then free me up to be the face of the business and out there in the US and trying to I suppose build our profile and drum up new opportunities and that's pretty much what happened for the next few years um COVID had a huge impact on our business. We grew very quickly during that period. We have clients, most of our clients were involved in, you know, mm. drug, are, are involved in drug development. So COVID had a, a positive impact despite what was going on in the world. And then that ultimately led us obviously to a, an investment from North Edge uh, in April, 2022. Emma, kind of we're what, 15 months into that now as we're recording today. So and a kind of a huge, huge journey to kind of get to that point and get to that private equity point. And we'll, and we'll come back to that and kind of the process leading you up to that and, and how you found that. What are the things now as part of this investment cycle? What are the things that you are focusing on from a remarketing perspective? What are some of the challenges, I guess, you faced in the last 12 months? Because we all know it's it's not easy to grow a business, particularly a people-based business. Um, but what are some of the exciting things that we should be 
looking out for from a marketing in the next 12 months? Sure. And just before I start, I find it amusing that I'm referred to as a grown up when my hair is bright pink. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> put that to one side. <clears throat> I guess I guess in terms of the last 15 months, probably, you know, there's a combination of excitement and also challenge. Clearly, um, we've had to adjust to the to, to life uh, post the transaction and the introduction of sort of additional governance at the sort of board level. Um, it's not been a bad thing at all, but it's it's been a shift in the business. We also mm-hmm. recruited about 37 people last year. And, wow. you know, w- without a shadow of a doubt, that has been our biggest challenge because we've been onboarding virtually one person a week. And mm. people need time to bed in and they need time to, to sort of belong in a business. And it's felt painful at times. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we started this year almost going, this year needs to be a year of consolidation. It needs to be a year of allowing things to bed in. Um, it needs to be a year of pot- potentially introducing new systems. And I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, but it also meant looking at our entire you know, reason for being and our ambition and the journey we're on now, which is obviously going to head towards another exit, developing value. Um, getting the the team to get excited about that as well. Um, mm. So you know we're now over eighty people. Our client base remains pretty much the same as it did in terms of you know when Roman made that pivot to life sciences. It's just on a bigger scale. Mm. Um, but the ambition, I suppose, is to we want to ensure that we're data driven. We want to ensure that everything we do is driven by insight, whether that's for our clients or whether it's internally we want to 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 retain our clients which we've always wanted to do we've always had a real drive and focus on client retention but this is about you know taking a step up i suppose and a step mm-hmm. up in terms of the the size of the accounts that we work on the level of inter- the integrated nature of them you know the mm-hmm. idea that you've got multi channels involved in some of the accounts that we have and then ultimately further geographic expansion. So, you know, hopefully in the next few weeks, there'll be an exciting announcement coming out of remarketing about another office. So yep, um, it is very exciting. And I think it gives us a chance probably to to grow and really cement um, the work we do in North America, because mm. that is our biggest market. It's our mm. biggest market now. It's going to be our biggest market in the future. So you know, and I think having North Edge on board has just given us focus to the things that we wanted to do. So it's not that we've really changed what we're doing. In fact, we haven't mm. at all. No. It's just given us structure and focus and and direction. So what does the future look like? I think continue to be bloody brilliant at what we do. Um, yeah. Continue to recruit the top talent and and also probably expand our thinking so that we're we're really thinking about the commercial elements of the or the, the the impact we have on growth for our clients so this idea that we're we're a growth partner rather than and i hate to say this but just a marketing agency we yeah. want to sort of go beyond that so lots of opportunity yeah and so let's kind of go back i guess more than 15 months because as you said this is this is your plan we haven't come in and come up with a new plan you guys have been building this plan for a long time you kind of you know from that point in 2018 Roman where you brought Emma on board to help you scale so talk us through that that journey from kind of 2018 to 2021 what led you to private equity so what why were you interested in in it in the first place really interested to understand what you thought the benefits might be but actually also what you were maybe a little bit more nervous, sceptical, thoughtful on as you were going into that process? I wasn't interested at all in the first place. So that that's <laughs> the genuine truth. So we we had had quite a bad experience on numerous occasions with private equity companies that had purchased clients of ours. So culture culture impact, behavioral change, rapid transformation, just you know, the, the kind of the worst case of private equity where it comes in and tries to change everything in a business very quickly. So when we decided to take 
and it was very much my decision. You know, that you know that was a decision which was my decision, which was we want to take the business to market. And there was lots of reasons for that. And I'm sure people listening that are in that founder role, they'll come to a point in their journey where there's so much value in the business and you have to unlock it from a personal perspective at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were in a situation where the business was performing very well. The market we were in was hot. Yeah. And, you know, timing in a, in a sense was, was everything. And at a personal level, I suppose for me, you know, off the back of 2020, which has you know, been difficult year for everyone, you know, been a, almost we almost doubled in size during 2020. So that took its toll on us as a management team. Mm. You know, we you know we lost a couple of people in 2021 as a consequence of that. And I think the impact of that year probably just felt, you know, t- took me to a position where I was kind of like, I need to somehow get this business to the next level, but it can't. It always felt like it was on me, and that's not about Emma, but the risk always sat mm. with me. Yeah. So often it felt like every single year you're going all in on black every single year. That's how it felt. Yeah. And so that then led us to run kind of a, a traditional, you know, process. If you like, we 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 use an investment banker called James West for Lincoln International in in you know, global firm, but he's based in London, and they ran that process uh, really really well. And I think what happened quite quickly was when we were having conversations with kind of potential trade buyers and private equity buyers, what was quite interesting is I remember Emma and I definitely both feeling more comfort with private equity buyers, which wasn't mm-hmm. something that was was that I expected. I think the other thing is, you know, the challenge for a business like or someone like me, if you go down the route of a trade sale, I mean, there's, there's a lot to think about there, you know, loss of identity as a business. I would have a boss well, before <laughs> that, you know, like, I'd, and, you know, I remember having a conversation with one uh, US-based agency that kind of like, you know, you'll, you know, great, you can take some value off the table on day one, but actually you'll be here for at least five years, effectively reporting into the group. And I just thought, oh God, that's, it, it take, it felt like it took away the autonomy and the independence for us, which was actually the secret of our success. Mm-hmm. We've run a really good business and we had quite a lot of success. And then, you know, by the time that process ran its course, it actually turned out that the most interested parties in our business and the ones that we were most interested with were the private equity firms. And obviously North Edge was one of several of those firms. And, and mm. I think for us, you know, it depends on how, how, how detailed you want to get down to it, not necessarily the deal terms, but, you know, how you then go about choosing who the right partner is and figuring that out because mm. that was a difficult, it kind of good kind of decision to make to have to you know because there's obviously you know value sat on the table as the, from an individual and from a, a team perspective but you're kind of sitting there thinking if I get this wrong yeah well, it's going to be a really painful next it's few big years call. it's a big call, huge call it? and you know it, it felt to me like um and you know I, I suppose useful how I ultimately made my decision um and, and it's funny to think back now it wasn't the money because North Edge wasn't the highest bid. Mm. So, um, which I'm sure your team, well, I don't know if I've ever told them that. Um, <laughs> they'll find know, out now. But, but, you know, in, in reality, the alternatives I had on the table meant for a better return for me personally, actually, mm-hmm. over a longer period of time. And the reason, and the way I ended up kind of, how I ended up getting with North Edge, other than I always had a good, I had, we had a good feel from you guys the day we met you, and yeah. and we can talk about that. But when I came down to making the decision, I felt like I could be myself with mm. you guys, and I didn't have to put on a slightly posher voice and be a bit more professional and pretend to be someone that I'm not really. And yeah. I figured if I'm sat every month having a conversation, if or if you have multiple times a month being around a board table with these people, I have to be myself. I have like yeah. I can't pretend to be someone I'm not. And that goes the same for Emma and same for the rest of them. And I did, you know, I spoke to Emma, I spoke to our other team members involved in the what do you think and got their take. And mm. I think from mem- I think it was all pretty unanimous, to be honest with you. Emma, I guess from your perspective, it's really interesting actually that you guys kind of went through that dual track process. And actually it was private equity that sat better with you as as a team. Before we get on to North Edge specifically and, and both of your reasoning for for why, you know, we were the 
the party that you that you chose to partner with. What was it about private equity, Emma, that you felt more comfortable with? Because you know you're in a different position to remand from a risk profile, from a kind of um, accountability profile, and all of that good stuff. But yet you both got to that same conclusion. So what what was it for you around private equity versus trade at, at that point? So it's 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 it is quite different, although we came to the same conclusion. I mean, I think I was probably much more pro private equity from very early on. Mm. And some of that was personal because I obviously knew if we went down the trade route, there was a real potential that I might be there for a few years and then not have a job. Now, mm. you know, that's fine. And we would have done the right thing for the business. But but that's obviously my first reaction was, OK, hang on a minute. What does this actually mean for me? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also you know, for me, it's things that Romana said, you know, the, the retaining the independence, our, our brand, the position, we were, I just felt like it would be too soon to lose remarketing mm. in the mix. Like this was the first go. Um, and so when it became apparent that private equity was probably going to, well, was going to be the route, the chosen route, I was actually quite relieved. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, as we went through diligence, I did wonder at times, I'm like, oh my goodness, why are we doing this? <laughs> But, but, you know, I think it, it, you know, that we got the best outcome, but it was, Mm. it was probably, it's quite different, isn't it? You know, there's Roman, majority shareholder carrying all that risk. Yeah. And me essentially as an employee. um, So really, I suppose my motivations were slightly more personal, perhaps a bit more selfish. Mm. um, But actually, in the end, I mean, I would have gone with whatever outcome, clearly, because that's how we would have worked. But I was pleased that it ended up being a private equity uh, transaction in the end. Yeah, and I think that's what is actually really nice and why we wanted you both on here today, because it is very different perspectives. It is very different risk profiles. It is very different personal um, motivations. Yeah, actually, you both ended up in, you know, exactly the, the same place. So once you'd landed on private equity, um, before we got into the really good stuff of North Edge, um, what bits were you sceptical about or thoughtful on? Or because you said you know you'd had a bad, you'd had clients have bad experiences with private equity. What did that mean? You were looking for, or or things that you were watching out for as as part of that process to kind of do your due diligence uh, from a process perspective. I think that when you're coming from a position of scepticism in the first place, you are just naturally more cynical and cautious about the way that you are approaching everything. I don't mean that in being disingenuous about the way that we conducted ourselves. You're just more wary of behaviours. You're more wary of how they like being around in a meeting environment or how people uh, conduct themselves via email and all that kind of stuff. It's probably just a little bit more heightened that Mm -hmm. amplified in a way that you're just more aware of it. Um, and so for us, I think we were, you know, I think from memory, we ended up having effectively choosing two of the LOIs that we had and thinking, right, we're going to run with these two. Um, and, you know, I suppose my biggest regret in all this process was if I, if I could have my time again, I would have built relationships with private equity companies well in advance because Mm -hmm. what, what actually happened is I had a very short, we all had a very short space of time and I had a month to make that decision really, which, you know, going back to what you said before, Lucy, it is such a big decision. Now, a month is, you know, if you date someone for, I mean, obviously, damn dating for a long time. <laughs> it's just rumour, guys, just rumour. But if you, um, if you, you know, it is like a marriage. And if you date someone for a yeah. month, like, okay, that's not a very long time to decide, right, well, I'm going to stick with this person for the next you know, three, five, seven years, whatever it is. So I think, you know, one of the lessons I suppose I had from this, from a founder perspective, for any other founders listener is like, be proactive about building those relationships in advance because you then, it's like anything, you've got a much better feel for them. I think what did happen though, I, I do feel we got a bit lucky with North Edge, if I'm honest. Like I think the, from the day we met you to the kind of um, the other engagements that we had, um, and even we had, I don't know if you remember Lucy, but we had a night out in London or like in, yeah. in thing. And it was, I think that was probably the day I was like, and this might, it's interesting because this is part of your process, right? I suspect mm. like it's, it's well, it's well engineered to an extent, but it only works if the chemistry is there, right? Because you can, you can have a nice fancy meal in London, but you can't make the people get on together. No. And I remember sitting there that night and I was looking around the room and there were multiple parties there from both sides. 
having interesting conversations, having mm-hmm. a laugh, and it and it really felt very organic and very natural. So in that sense, I definitely felt we got a bit lucky with you guys that we that we found you guys or you found us actually during that process. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think of all the private equity companies that we met, there's probably one or two others that Emma and I really liked. Mm. Like just in terms of the way they went about things and the kind of the mannerisms and, and things like that. So that's from my perspective, you know, it's really, and then we did our reference checking as well. So some good advice I had, I think I spoke to six, maybe eight of your previous portfolio companies. Yeah. And I specifically asked for people where you, where the deals hadn't turned out perfectly. So I spoke yeah. to companies that, and obviously because we were coming out of COVID, there were some real examples of stuff that were impacted. And what I wanted to know were what were North Edge like when, when things don't go well? Because I think in those times you probably get, you know, I'm sure you guys are all the old private equity companies are fantastic when everything's going great. But there are going to be times, you know, in any five, 10 year period for a company, you're going to have ups and downs. It's natural. And so in understanding how you guys then conduct yourself and support and, you know, behave and help in those situations, I think was critical from from my perspective. Mm. So Emma, from your perspective, then, I guess, because if you were kind of more championing private equity, but you'd still seen some parts where it hadn't worked were the bits that you were I guess nervous about even even if you thought it was the right kind of next step for the business it's still still a big call it's still a big step it it changes you know it changes the dynamic of of a business and if you get that right it changes it in a really constructive and positive way but if you get that you know if you get that wrong it can be you know, really destructive to the to the team and the people and ultimately the business. So what what were you thinking and feeling as, as kind of part of that lead up to the, the process where you were meeting different people? Um, I mean it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because all of that's right, you know, but but actually fundamentally this is this is a change in a journey yeah. in a business's life where change happens. And this is a change and probably a quite a profound change for the business to hear that that you know your your founder is is has done this sort of developed this partnership and this is what's happening um it's funny though because just tracking back to the whole process i think the one whether it's an advantage or it was a it was a mindset we had was we knew roman didn't have to do this mm. so actually when we went into those meetings and we were meeting people it was very easy for us to just be who we were like I know Roman pointed out that obviously he didn't want to be around a table with people who was going to have to be something different. But actually, we did go into it going, well, it's like take it or leave it because this yeah. is who we are and this is how we operate. And I suppose that then provided a level of comfort because in doing that, in being who we were, we got then probably a more genuine response back. And it made it much easier then to kind of cut through stuff that wasn't didn't quite feel right. Mm. Um, but I but, you know, just to maybe be a bit more specific, I suppose my concern would be I'm on the hook for delivering this plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of a sudden I don't have a, I'm sitting in a boardroom around with, with a different set of people who are probably going to ask a heap of questions. And some of them I may not know the answers to because I'm learning, um, you know, back to the whole point when it's going great. You're probably fine when it's not. What's that going to yeah. feel like? Um but actually, overall, it was more exciting because I'm thinking, crikey, this could take us to the next level. Mm. Roman's still in the business. Therefore, we've still got that sort of, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit. But we've got this group of additional brains now who are going to help us mm. help us figure this out when it's not just sitting on one or two shoulders. It's going to sit on a group. So for me, I saw it as a huge learning opportunity, I suppose, because mm. because I knew I was going to get into this and learn and yeah. and test myself but then obviously help the business make that step as well so yeah and i think it, it you know private equity is one of the best learning grounds that that you can ever get because everything is kind of so amplified you want to grow the business but grow it twice as fast maybe as, you, as you've done it before or be more strategic or understand what drives value rather than just kind of top line top line and bottom line growth so you know, that was certainly my experience of private equity, but actually not everybody comes into it with a seeing it as an opportunity to learn and grow as much as kind of just that capital point, which I think sometimes can get a bit 
lost in in the PR that we that we do on on ourselves as an industry. So you met quite a lot. You decided on private equity. You met quite a few private equity houses. Um, why North Edge? Talk us through kind of that pre-deal piece. What did we do different? What made us stood out? What resonated? Um, that ultimately led to you kind of making the decision to go with us, Roman. You know, even despite the fact that we weren't offering the highest price at, at, on day one. I think, um, I, you know, if I and I'm going off memory here, you were very late into the process, and yeah. what I really liked was the first time we met your team. It was a mix of men and women around the mm-hmm. table. I, re- I distinctly remember it was an engaged. I think there was like. 10 people or eight people it felt like ooh, these guys like you wouldn't send that many people unless you were interested unless it was a yeah. training thing or whatever so we did immediately come on math, i think didn't we we, we did, we did but actually in, in, a, in a weird sense like you know i mean i can't remember how many you know i can remember with this one exception but on the whole it was one or two men typically in every transaction and we are proudly a very diverse cosmopolitan mm. Very female-heavy business. Our shareholders have often been female-heavy. Our, you know, our management team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know what the current stat is. Seventy percent or so of our entire organisation. So, I think for us, it's like, you know, I all my mentors have been female. So, being sat with, and that's not distinctly, you know, this situation is two guys every time. So it felt different. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a northern thing. Now, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not saying this is exclusive to us, but. I think I was in Boston at the time from memory, but like there was just an ease around like uh, the banter where mm-hmm. I didn't have to feel like I'm a thick Geordie. And I yeah. and, and actually at times, with all due respect to some people that live in London, um, it does feel like, you know, that you're the thick Geordie on the call. And, yeah. it always, and, and, I, and I never had that sense of um despite what you've achieved or whatever it doesn't matter like you still you can feel like that and for me i didn't i didn't ever feel like that i think there was a a commonality with with north edge and then i think from that point um what was also really good is i think you guys pulled out an offer very quickly and i remember our investment bank uh, being quite shocked by the speed how comprehensive like how high like you know, as in, mm-hmm. like you didn't try and lowball. You came in with a, a the top, like a top end offer. I mean, all the offers that we had were in the same ballpark. Yeah. So it wasn't. But I think he was quite shocked by wow, these guys are clearly very interested. Mm-hmm. And like, and in that, I felt there was there was a real sense of like, it felt it felt nice to be like wanted, like you know, mm-hmm. genuinely. There was a phrase that you know I took from a podcast that I listened to. You have to, in a bit like Emma saying, you know. I was always willing to walk away from the deal, any deal yeah. at any point in time. And the phrase was always, you are the hot, you are the hot girl at this dance. Right. And that was the phrase, <laughs> like you, like. I wish you told us that before the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never felt like that before, obviously. So, um, <laughs> but the idea being is, you know, if you, if you've got a good business, they'll all want a piece of this business, but remember you're the one that they all were like, so effectively you don't have to put on the show for everyone. There's always a bit of like, it's like yeah. a dance either way that you have to do. Um, and then for us, I just felt like you guys really liked us and you liked our business on like on day one. And that felt like, but you backed it up with the rational piece as well. So it wasn't like, oh, we're really nice. But by the way, there's like a low ball offer. Like, you know, it didn't feel like that. And then from that point on, I think that was when we got to know, we got to spend a bit more time. I think we met in London and we had a couple of sessions with you. And I think obviously when you got involved, Lucy, actually specifically, I think, I mean, it's, it's fascinating because you don't feel like private equity. You actually, we always joke, we're like, Lucy would be great working for us. You know, like we were like saying, if this doesn't work out, let's just nick Lucy off. <laughs> just just kidding, Ray. Um, but I, I, I definitely felt like your input in the in the way that you articulated the vcp piece mm-hmm. and that you ran that workshop and stuff like i think we all we all felt like an affinity to the way that you ran that session because we run sessions like that in our business yes and then and then i think a lot of it you know one thing you guys do and i don't know if you do it on purpose but you picked up the phone like the, like even when we do in diligence where we got into a couple of icky issues which were in the grand scheme of things were not that big 
But Liam or Manny would pick up the phone and have a conversation. Mm. And we'd just try to take it off email. And I, it's funny because I just ran an account management session for one of our team in the day. And I was like, and especially with younger people, yeah. they flip an email all the time. And I pick the phone up, just ring people. It's okay mm-hmm. to like speak to people on the phone. You can get so much more done and all the, what does she mean by that? What does he mean by that? Disappears, yeah, yeah. you know, when you have a conversation. You have context, so, don't you? You have, you all of a sudden have all the context that you need. Absolutely. And I thought, I think, you know, collectively, all of that, you know, cumulatively, like, made it a, a, a kind of easier decision in mm. the end to kind of go with you with you guys. And so I don't know if you've got a different take on it. Uh, <clears throat> not particularly, because I think, I guess, um, ultimately, the decision whether to go with North Edge or not, I know, was very much yours Roman but I know you spoke to particularly to me I think and and got my my view and <clears throat> I appreciated the complexity of the decision whereas I would say and it's easy for me to say this now in hindsight but it is the truth I think I was probably pretty much pro North Edge from quite early on but mm. of course you know Roman had to go through that process. Um, and why was that Emma? What what was it that you kind of that sparked that that in you I guess you then validated it through more interactions but I guess my decision was less complex than Roman's because you know I was not the person who was who was trying to pick the right the right partner and knowing that there's a there's a sort of you know personal element to that so my decision was less complex so it was probably a lot more the 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 gut instinct stuff I don't Mm -hmm. know the way you operated the way you handled yourselves your warmth because because if we go back to when we were pitching we're there going well this is who we are and we're actually quite warm and engaging and and we we don't take ourselves too seriously and it didn't ever feel like that now it's interesting for me because we did that then we went through diligence and I'm like oh my goodness (laughs) is this what it's going to be like you know and of course it wasn't but but you know that is just a point in time isn't it that you have to get through so I think it it was probably an easier decision for me Mm-hmm. Um, and much more instinctive, I think. So the, Emma's point there is bang on because I remember Emma, there's one thing about you is that I, the way that you got yourself into the running, you, you had to use it. And I remember saying, I think I said to Yaz and Emma, I was like, really scrappy as fuck this lot. <laughs> and and why why We're I love that, that. Is, is so are we. And it's funny, you know, we um, we got awarded a contract this week off a client and um it came from a really random routine and we had like everyone else got a month we got a week and they were blown away and they were like we love you guys and it and i think that to emma's point like i think your warmth and scrappiness and sense of humor Mm. like ultimately that's the stuff that we feel resonates with us as in addition to like the the rational reasons to choose a partner or the rational reasons to yeah. choose anyone. It just felt like it res- that stuff resonated with because you felt a bit like us. Mm. Like you were late in the running, you then presented yourself well and yeah, just scrappiness, which again, like we we hugely kind of re- appreciated that and loved that part of it. And I think you're right, you know, the, there are obviously like rational parts when you are going into something like this it's why the diligence is so important it's why having the right advisors around you is so important but all of that which is normally a series of compromises or adjustments or tweaks or whatever you know that can be managed right what what can't be managed is that bit of do I want to work with these people for the next three four five however many years do I want to introduce these people to the team and be proud to you know talk about who our new partners are you you can't negotiate that away it either you know it either works or it doesn't and I think for you guys for very different reasons you know Roman you as kind of founder and then kind of majority shareholder and and looking for people to come and and take that kind of risk and spread spread that kind of burden I guess of of growing a business but Emma you deciding that because as you said the you know the shareholders are now who you are accountable to and you've set a plan out and you you need to go and deliver against it and you know no no plan is ever no plan is ever perfect and things change and adjust and 
go wrong and then go more right than you thought and and actually that that relationship piece I think is it's probably we spend the most time talking about it but I think is probably for anyone listening that's thinking about that I think that two-way diligence spending real proper time with people you know that dinner is is actually really important to us because we're humans too you know you're humans we we need to know can we go and build a relationship I feel like I like me and Yaz have been have been like I love chatting to Yaz and I, I sat <laughs> next to her and we learned so much about each other at that dinner and and you know I know we kind of swapped swapped seats so we we all got to chat but it is so important isn't it and that that's the bit that you can't negotiate away you can't yeah. advise away you can't fake I think what's what's interesting is I, I, I there's a point in the process we were getting the private equity companies all mixed up we were like which one was that was that them or them <laughs> and part of the reason is it's quite a me too yeah you all and you all say the same stuff right you all yeah. say it's about the people, it's about the culture, to support your growth. You've all done M&A, you've all done blah, 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 blah. And like after the 10th one, you're like, come on, man, we've heard this. And then where it gets much more interesting is the bit you said there, which is you can't fake that bit. Oh, you've got to be really good to fake that, like, yeah. like personality. And, you know, over a space of a few days spending together and a dinner, I think it's like you'll see, you, you tend to see people drop their guard or not. And I think that I'd certainly advise anyone going through the process to invest time in doing those types of things, both socially and in a kind of a, a meeting environment, mm. because I think that gives you the best inkling as to whether or not they're a right fit or not. Mm. Um, and, and to Emma's point before, like, like we, you, you guys definitely, we all we had a good gut feel about you guys. Mm. So it's when it comes to fruition that actually you are like that, mm. it makes the decision so much more kind of aligned and easier to make so what's it been like since so obviously you made you made the decision and we uh you know we we closed on the deal 15 15 months ago or whatever uh, um it is when this goes out 15 16 months ago what what's it been like since is it what you expected what surprised you what has been maybe more helpful than you thought what are maybe some of the challenges that you weren't expecting that we've had to work through as we've navigated the last few months complete nightmare to be honest with this that's what i was going to say (laughs) (laughs) i will take a pause now yeah we're gonna have to pull this now before before we answer that one one thing i I forgot and one thing that i think what the other reason um like ray your managing partner made he made time to have dinner with us, which I really, I thought was a really nice touch. I think, you know, I remember when, I think I rang him the day we decided to go with you guys. And, and you know, quite honestly, I was like, don't chip at the price. Like, I'll go with you guys, but I'm expecting, unless there's a massive material change due in diligence, which from, there wasn't at all. Um, you know, I'm trust, I'm putting my trust in you guys yeah. because, you know, when you choose one horse, it's difficult then to go back to the others yeah. because, you know, it, it puts it, your hand is not as strong. And what I would say is, you know, is that, that integrity, that message of integrity about North Edge was the thing that came through at every layer of every conversation. I think like that alignment of, mm. kind of values I thought was really, really strong. And so I just wanted to kind of to mention that bit. And then in terms of the last 15 months, I mean, in one sense, it's been quite business as usual. Like I think mm-hmm. it's probably Emma's Emma's ro- job has probably changed. Or not or the kind of the focus on Emma and Emma's role has probably changed more than mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, my role has been less operational. So you know, in mm-hmm. order for this to succeed in the next five ten years, you know, the business cannot be built around me. Yeah. And so for me, I think it's been nice having, and we haven't talked about our chairman Paul, but like having a chairman who has been through this before, having obviously um, representatives from North Edge on our board that have challenged our thinking. They've made us be a little bit more ambitious. Mm-hmm. They've been very reasonable when things haven't gone well. I think what probably helped is we, have, we had an amazing year last year. So I think, you know, I think that's, that I think has been received very well that in a transaction year, we, I can't remember, 40, 48% growth, something crazy like that. 
So it's not like Emma and I are broken all the time now off the back of last year. <laughs> um, but I think on the whole, it's been very positive. And, I, you know, I've done some kind of public speaking stuff with North Edge. And, you know, I think the role of the chairman is absolutely key mm-hmm. in, in all of that process. But, I mean, Manny in particular has built up a really good relationship from what I can see with Emma and with me. Mm-hmm. But in different ways, you know, in very different ways, it's almost like stick to his lane for the different types of conversations. And, yeah, and I think we've just, I mean, sorry, from your perspective as well, Lucy, you know, I think we've we've built a wider stakeholder connection. Yeah. It's not just Manny on the board or Liam, obviously. I feel like, I feel like we know, I mean, I probably know 20 people at North Edge now that I've mm-hmm. met and that I would happily have a beer with. And whenever I go to Manchester, I'll make a point of going to see the team. I don't yeah. know how no- I don't know if that's us. I don't know how normal that. I know uh, one of our team did a session for you like, yeah. the other day, and yeah. that that doesn't feel like we're doing you a favour. That feels like we're part of the same team. Does that make yeah. sense? So yeah, yeah, that kind of horrible cliched extension of the team is true. Yeah, in the- well, and I think that I think what we try and do, and it goes back to that cultures and values bit, and and how we live it and show up is more important than how we write it down, but. We really try and use the power of the portfolio. We are like one of the coolest gangs to be in, I think. It's it's a real unsung benefit of being part of a private equity community within a kind of in a within a portfolio of businesses. You know, Emma, you joined us at our CEO forum, you know, a month or so ago because we want it to feel like a community because that is how we see it. We, you know, we love that when our management teams will come and, and want to go out with us and tell us when they're in town and that it wouldn't be unusual if I rocked up and came to see you guys because we've, you know, we've built that that relationship, which I think is is so important because it's there are going to be difficult conversations. There are going to be times where it's not working. And actually, if you've got that network of not only North Edge, but actually the wider North Edge family of other CEOs and other founders. And, you know, that that's super powerful to learn from and, and leverage. What's your experience then, Emma? Because I guess this is kind of a, it's been a real transition period for you, kind of really stepping up and and owning the plan and running the business. And, you know, how, how has that felt? What What's surprised you? What, you know, what what have we done that's worked well that you maybe were worried about? What are the benefits, I guess, of having somebody sat alongside you and being just more than a checkbook or or, or some capital? Well, I mean, you know, I think I said that right near the start. I mean, that that's obviously the big the big valuable part of aside from the the kind of cash piece, the big valuable part of of private equity because you're going into a partnership and you get some additional brain power. Mm. <clears throat> I would say that we had to adjust. We've had to adjust to a slightly different approach to board meetings, but that's all been positive. You know, we do have some different stakeholders now. You know, we've just literally been through our first ever financial audit, which, you know, has yeah. been quite an eye opener for us coming from a sort of founder, owner, managed type business into this into this world. But, you know, nothing we can't cope with. You know, there's never been a point I've gone. I've literally gone. Oh, my God, what are we doing? You know, it, it feels like, yes, there are things that we probably have never done before. And and, and it sometimes it feels a bit onerous, mm. but but it's nothing we can't cope with. I mm. think, you know, Roman's touched on it, you know, having Paul as our chair is phenomenal because that brings, he's a very, you know this so well, but he's such a people sort of centric yeah. person. And when when we when we pushed you to let us have him, because <laughs> that's basically what happened. <laughs> it was a lot largely driven for me personally by the fact that he, he has this real focus on people and we're a people business. And I think having a chair who's, yes, he's got so many strings to his bow, but having a, a chair who who does put that front and centre. Um, and, and as Roman said, you know, my working relationship with Manny um, has been incredible and, and developed over time and it's very relaxed. But, but you know, probably the most important thing to me, and, and I don't know whether this is a weakness or a strength of mine, but it's like, this is who I am, right? So I'm very transparent and open and I, and I tell people what's going on. And I remember sitting in a board meeting quite recently and we'd raised an issue. And I think it was at the CEO forum and, and Kevin Parker came up to me and he went, 
you didn't ju- ju- just do that board meeting for me, did you? I'm assuming that was just how it is. I'm like, yeah, that's just what we're like, Kev. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it is literally just. And I think that I appreciate that advice at the start, which was just tell, you know, what is it? Bad news travels faster than good. Yeah. You know, that sense of being able to actually have those, have those conversations and know that somebody's not going to, you know, call me up and go and tell me off. Because mm-hmm. I think you've always got a little bit of that in the back mm-hmm. of your mind. But, but it's it's been all additive yes it's a bit harder in places yes I've had to grow into a role yes me and Roman have had to try and figure out you know how we work together in this sort mm. of new, new chapter but 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 overall positive in terms mm. of an experience and how do you think the kind of the business has felt kind of on the other side of the deal because that that's a big thing right particularly for you know for you guys who are the guardians of the culture of of the business which makes it which makes it so special and I know we talked a lot about this when we were doing our PCP sessions and kind of the remarketing way being the kind of rainbow thread in fact I think it was on the the uh, on the house but how have the team kind of found it and what what benefits have they maybe had that were a bit unexpected of of having institutional investment um, I mean, I guess I can. It's been an interesting balance because, yeah, because I think that there'll be some people who really feel it and feel it as a negative because all of a sudden we've introduced a new system. OK. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this must be North Edge. And and it's just interesting because actually it's nothing to do with you guys. It's just <laughs> that we're 80 plus people and all of a sudden we need to just have a little bit more oversight. So I do think we're still in that in that phase of the team sort of working it out and also having that having that idea that you know this would be happening anyway rather than it being mm-hmm. driven by the fact we've got private equity and it's funny because we've got a big company update on the 30th of june and and paul and manny are going to come and they're going to answer questions um because we've kind of said to the business right you just ask anything you want ask yeah. them because they'll then tell you you know how it is so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask manny what is uh his latest protein shake is my question come on he's on my team as well we've got a sports day and manny's on my team which i would oh, wow. like to hear because yeah. he, yeah, he's an athlete it's a real strength mm. yeah yeah, yeah. i right. think you've been split up because i think i i i got annoyed about that so oh. I look, at that. You... look at emma's emma's abusing her power <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I can agree more with what Emma said, and it's funny in because when things don't go to plan, you know, within 12 to 18 months after a transaction, North Edge and or the board are a great scapegoat for, oh my God, that's the reason for why this is, but actually when everyone, everything's going well, it's all clearly all down to the team, yeah. you know, and and that's like, that's that's not specific to remarking, yeah. like that, no, is, no, no. that is human nature, things are going right, or of course it's us. Of course, like we are doing everything right. We have nailed this. But you always point the finger typically or your, your natural instinct is to look elsewhere when things aren't going right. And I think for us, like, you know, we've had some system challenges and you know, growth pains, given the speed of growth that we've had, it's completely natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, I think, but like Emma said, like, I think we, I think Manny's in particular, and when obviously when Liam was on the board as well, was very disarming. And when mm-hmm. you spent time with the team on the VC P sessions, I think you don't feel like a bunch of suits coming mm. to a quirky young agency, mm. if that makes sense. And mm. I think going back to one of the reasons that we thought you guys are a good fit, fit, for all intents and purposes, you could slot into our team and you might feel a bit like us. And so yeah. you know, Paul's obviously slightly different because he's you know a chairman and he's got so much experience and all that kind of stuff. But you know, money coming to our coming up to um, uh, coming up to day, I don't necessarily think he will stand out like a sore thumb in mm. the sense of that there's the P suit in the room not nothing like that yeah um and again I think that's that's part of I think the journey you've got to go on which is trying to make the P company a bit more disarming and a bit more friendly and a bit more mm. approachable mm. and it'll be I mean I'm that's one of the things that I'm interested in seeing at this company update meeting is you know how at some part you know how how people react to Paul yeah. and Manny because I really hope they all bombard them and ask them questions and yeah yeah don't feel afraid to go and speak to them but 
who knows we'll see we will see i'll, re- I'll report back lucy i'll report yes back. thank you maybe we'll do a mini version to uh debrief <laughs> on who won yeah. sports day and how many questions manny and yes, Paul asked. <laughs> well thank you very much for your, for your time and perspective i've got a few more questions for both of you which are slightly faster paced and bring us back to the usual format of um of beyond the capital i guess the first First question I would ask of both of you is what would your advice be to anybody considering private equity investment? Two, two things. It would be speak to other, from a founder perspective, speak to other founders that have been through a similar transaction. And as I mentioned before, build relationships with private equity companies in the first place and kind of find your match like mm. like organically if you can. And yeah. don't, you don't have the pressure of the process. That would be my take. And I guess I would just add, go into it staying true to yourself mm. because you probably will get a better outcome that way. Mm. Okay, next next question. And Roman, you cannot answer this question with your own book. Okay. What is the best book you've ever read? Oh my god, that's such a thing saying what what's your best what's the best movie you've ever read? Um I there's, there's an author called Derek Sivers. And he's written a couple of books and I, all of his writing is so unbelievably thought provoking. And his most recent book is a book called How to Live. And it's like 20 or maybe 25 really short chapters, mm-hmm. which are all, you read each chapter and you think, yep, I agree with that. And the next chapter is the exact contradiction of it. And you're like, yep, I agree with that. And you're like, oh my God. Oh, and it wow. is such a, he is such a eloquent, brilliant author. And so anything by Derek Sivers, I would highly recommend. And for me, it's really recent and it's very like probably pertinent to some of the story doing, but Nine Lies About Work. Yeah. It like literally blows my mind <laughs> every time I yeah. open it. So yeah. I just it's just shattering all the illusions. Uh, we gave copies of that book out at our, uh, our recent CEO forum as well. I took it. That was, was that, I got Was it. it from there? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do not say we don't. I haven't read it yet. It. I haven't read that one yet, so I'm gonna have to steal that one from Emma. Next on the list, and then the last one. It, it is a bit of a big A, but I think it's. Uh, I think it's always a nice one to end on. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? It doesn't have to be about work, but just best piece of advice you've ever received. Ironically, given this conversation, uh, don't chase the money. Do not chase the money. Best advice I've ever had. Uh, for me, God, it was ages ago. Um, this idea of of operating with grace and calmness, even if your uh, legs are going a million miles underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. Be a swan. Be a swan. Be a swan. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for joining me. I've loved that, and I think uh, those listening will find it super insightful. So thank you very much. And thank, thank you, Lucy. <laughs> If you'd like to listen to more insightful stories from the North Edge Network, you can search and subscribe to Beyond the Capital on any of your usual podcast platforms.